calling people out or spreading the word and like declaring that the KKK is a terrorist organization. I'm Marcus. And I'm Joe. And I'm Stephanie. We're hosting Why Talk, which aims to tackle some of today's social issues from a youth perspective. Is this recording? Yes. Oh, it is? (laughs) Oh, man, don't put that at the start. Oh, my God. (laughs) I have to start it? Yes, start the intro. Hey, guys. (laughs) Oh, my God. Please don't do that. (laughs) Hey, guys, welcome to Why Talk. It's the first episode ever. Yeah. Woo. Wow. Oh my. <laughs> I'm oh doing my. my best. Oh my good. Some of us are excited to do it. <laughs> uh, welcome to the first episode of Why Talk. Uh, we're going to be tackling racism from a youth perspective today. And and for our first question, it was, "What does Black Lives Matter mean to you?" And our youth participants' response was, Black Lives Matter means fighting racial inequality. It means fighting until black lives are treated equal to all lives. It means undoing years of systemic racism and stereotypes, giving everyone an equal opportunity and fighting until, until people no longer have a judgment on how a person will be or act solely based off of their skin color. Preach. <laughs> yeah. I'm super proud that this came from a 16-year-old. And there's many grown-ups I know that can't get this through their head. <laughs> mm-hmm. True story. Yeah. 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 And I'm, I'm just happy that youth today are starting to like understand and get more educated as well. And just to <clears throat> backpack what Marcus said as well, that it's, uh, it's really, really awesome for someone that's that young to get it. I just think, I don't know. I'm always constantly impressed by the way that people like in that age group think. I feel like I'm just always impressed by the way that they talk and like the things that they know already, like by the age of like 15 or 16. I agree. (laughs) I also agree. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the next question we had for our youth is um, how do you think social media platforms like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, TikTok um, should handle racism and racist posts? Uh, one response we got said definitely take them down immediately and have a better way of doing so. There should be a push for educating on why the post was racist instead of just saying it was wrong. And then I got another one as well. One of our youth says the problem, though, is that the way before the riots and everything else, lots of companies weren't showing lots of these things and messages before as they are and have been doing now. Sometimes I feel like they are jumping on the bandwagon because it was trending at the time. I think this should be like a button that just says racist on Facebook or whatever. You just press it and report them immediately. So you're just known as that, you know, people know. Yeah, that's a great idea. Um, yeah, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm thinking cool story, it through. Bro. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it through. Give me a moment. Yeah. Um, it would be cool if anytime, like say you have a social media page instead of like, I know with Instagram, it'll just like pull it down and say like, you violated our community guidelines or whatever. If when that happens, 
you have to do like an equal and opposite reaction. Like if you do something racist, then you have to post something that like shows that you understand what you did was wrong before you can like get your account back. Like, I think it would be cool if they took it seriously enough where it was like, all right, if you're being racist, like it doesn't just get erased so people can't see it. Like you have to prove that you're not racist in order to like be on this platform. I know that infringes on free speech and all that, but it would be cool if we lived in that world. I like that she included, like our youth here included the part about education. Uh, just, just don't say it's wrong, but educate them why it's wrong. I mean, that's what we expect to do with the youth. So why don't we hold adults accountable also? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so the third question that we asked um, is a lot of non-black people have been shocked to hear about experiences that friends and family have had being treated differently just because of the color of their skin. In your opinion, what are some of the things that need to happen now so that we can decrease these experiences? So one of our youths responded and said that awareness is the first step, making people aware of the privilege that they have uh, for never seeing their skin color as something that could set them back. Then education to teach them about how racism has affected people over years and years. And then action, calling people out or spreading the word and like declaring that the KKK is a terrorist organization. Basic things that'll make a big difference. Yeah, I think what she's kind of getting at um, that's really important is that it's not enough. Like, I know as a white woman, I think a lot of people kind of stop at the point where they're like, oh, yeah, like I do have privilege. This has made my life easier. And like I can recognize that other people don't have privilege and then they don't do anything like they stop at the awareness part and don't go as far as the action part. Um, So I think it's really important to follow up, like just acknowledging your privilege isn't enough. You need to like take action and actually like wield that in a way that's beneficial for like racialized folks. I agree with that. And I also like that she touched on things at a higher level than just people like declaring the KKK a terrorist organization that come from like a government level to set the precedent Mm -hmm. so that people understand that this is not tolerated yeah and education just said that the lowest level is so important like like Marcus just said <clears throat> going as high as the government like we need to like call these things out and I like how she said to like basically put this on blast or um, <clears throat> to get some sort of action going here because some sometimes it doesn't happen and it goes it gets swept under the rug all right So the last question we asked was, uh, from your experience, how do schools handle the topic of racism and cyber racism? And uh, we got a really good answer from one of our youth. says, not very well. Honestly, most topics when it comes to racism are handled very superficially and expected to go in the student's ear and out the other. It feels like they do the bare minimum just so people won't call them out for not taking action. Uh, I think it's a really good answer because I have personal experience with this with my daughter and going through the school system and how they handle racist incidents that happen directed towards her. Um, I feel like the school were more worried about their image in the public eye rather than tackling the racism head on and providing education and doing that stuff to the perpetrator. On more of like a... Um, professional or career job level. I think a lot of organizations um, attempt to come off as anti-racist 
because they know it's what they should be doing and not necessarily because that's where their values actually lie because they know that it's like the popular thing to like have diversity training. Like I could speak a little bit to it. Um, when I was in school and, uh, I was taking like African Canadian studies, which is great, but it should be more broadcasted on a higher level and more, like more education on certain topics, such as what we just touched on cyber racism and racism. Um, like they, like, she said, though, it was it's just a bare minimum just so that they don't get ridiculed or in trouble for, you know. Yeah. And Joe, like you were saying, you took that class while you were in high school. But having those like mm-hmm. courses as being mandatory and not being electives, 100%. like maybe it is like that now because it's been a minute yeah, since sure. I was in high, high school. I've been out of school for a little while now. <laughs> but uh, from what I can remember, it was um, wasn't man- I don't think it was mandatory. But it's just good to get educated anyway. Uh, these have been some really good responses from our youth. We've been talking so, about some pretty intense stuff from a youth perspective. And now we're going to lighten the mood in a segment we call <laughs> Lightening the Mood. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we're each going to tell our best bad joke. So I'll go first. What did the big flower say to the little flower? What did it say? Hi, bud. Wow. (laughs) Cut. Did you say bad joke or dad joke? I said bad, but it's only because I'm not a dad. Well, I am a dad. I got all kinds of dad jokes. Um, uh, Where do you find a cow with no legs? Exactly where you left it. (laughs) Lord. What do you what do you call a dog magician? A dog magician? I don't know what. A labracadabrador. Wow. <laughs> I got a good one. Here you go again. <clears throat> what did the fisherman say to the magician? Pick a cod, any cod. <laughs> Pick a cod. Any cod. <laughs> go on, that one was good. That one was good. Okay, I got one for you guys. Knock knock. Who's there? Boo. Boo who? Don't cry. It's just a joke. Wow. All right, Albie, I got one for you. Okay. Knock knock. Who's there? I'm a pileup. I'm a pileup who? (laughs) (laughs) Yo, you just keep that right there. That, that was a good one. Yeah, I was sending like, it in. I was like, this is... <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, you got me. I got a torch, I'll be like that. <laughs> I'm a pile of poop. <laughs> I want to thank the youth that uh, uh, answered our questions for us, and we really appreciate it. And it was a lot of insight, and um, we hope to hear from you guys next time and hopefully we'll have some good content for you guys why talk why talk why talk because we can <laughs> <laughs>